Welcome to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Crespo. We have cameras again. It's amazing. We also have help behind the scenes. Christine, sound engineer. Yeah, Ralph, the camera engineer. Woo! Thank you, Ralph. Thank, thank you both for coming. It's Gina and Nick are here, too. You guys need to just sneak them in the house. Yeah, right. They just tell me to go in front of the camera and do it. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, that sounds weird. <laughs> Make it way weirder than it actually is. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Gina Versa. How are you doing? Yeah, we have a super cool episode today. Nick, you don't get an intro. You you ruined it. You, you said some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, very cool uh, episode today mm-hmm. to cap off Shark Week. Yes. I brought uh, in one of my uh, friends at the asylum. Mm-hmm. Was it? I worked on his movie, Awaken the Shadow Man. It was the first movie I ever worked on after graduating. Nice. Yeah, I was a PA. Nice. And, uh, yeah, he's a very cool guy. Um, talked to him a lot at the asylum where I assisted edit. I um, actually do have something Raph can hand me my laptop bag there. No, isn't he just like, nah? Yeah. Uh, we'll see, sure. yeah. Oh, I totally um, forgot. There were four characters in that movie. Just, yeah. Yes. What were you saying? I totally forgot. Thank you. <laughs> <Speaking of> props. <laughs> this is the first asylum movie. Yeah. Oh, well, Gene's doing that. We did yeah. a Jaws retrospective. Mm-hmm. I did it with Macaringo. Uh, it was great. What do you guys uh Alien Convergence is the first movie I assistant edited at the Asylum. It's now out on DVD. Um, you could get it on Amazon. I think it's on like VOD and. Yeah, it was really fun. They did give you your coffee? They did give me my coffee. I didn't have to buy this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, so check, check, out, check out Alien Convergence. Work for everywhere you can find it. Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere? Okay, yeah. good. Good, good, yeah. We're capping off Shark Week. We're extending it because sharks are fucking cool, and there aren't enough good shark movies. Uh, we have the pre-recorded interview with Anthony Ziferante, director of all the Sharknado movies, director of Sharknado 5, coming out August 6th, Gene? 6th. August 6th. Yeah, in the recording, you may hear a different date. Don't trust it. Go with the six. <laughs> Go with the six. Yeah. <laughs> Revenge of the six. Um, yes. Yeah, but first up, we got some movie news to break down. Mm-hmm. Comic Con happened in between our last episode. Yeah. I was Who went to Comic Con? Only me and Christine. I went in spirit. Is that, is no, I want. I want to go next year, really quick. Just. Uh, Christine, hop in on this if you want to, too. Just yell across yeah. the room or take a microphone. Uh, how was Comic Con this year? Sure. Um, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a pa- okay. I need to take my headphones off. Um, I had a great time. I did not have a pass to the actual conventions, but I went on Friday and Saturday, and I went dressed as Wonder Woman. And let me tell you, if you guys, well, you're men, you don't understand, but <laughs> people just—I would implore all women at least once in their lives to dress up as Wonder Woman and go to Comic Con because people automatically respect you and they respect your authority. Right. Yeah, and they just talk to you. Yeah, so I went to the Sci-Fi Nerd Party, so um, Sci-Fi Channel and Nerd HQ. Yeah, well, they... How did you know, Janine? It was a long line. So this is, like, the the story. So at 8.30, they were going to open the line to get into the party. So we started lining up, like, at 6 o'clock. So there's a group of 30 of us. And then security came out. They're like, hey, you're going to have to leave here. And... Sorry, get the story. Um... (laughs) like sorry you're gonna have to leave here because we're gonna have to set up all the security instead of the barricades and so i'm talking with my group of friends there's about 10 of us and we're like well what if we stand across the street at the park we ask the security he's like well you know we can't guarantee that you guys are going to be the first in the line you guys can either do it or not <laughs> no I, it's fine. <laughs> 
Okay. No technical like, difficulties. No here. technical difficulties. Not again. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Um, and so he's like, well, I can't guarantee that you guys are going to be in line. So I'm like, whatever, fuck this guy. And so, oh, can I say Yeah, I know. You can text Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm Wonder yeah, Woman, yeah, fuck yeah. this guy. So I tell everybody, in, so there's a public park across the street. So I tell everybody in the line, like, okay, guys, security said we're going to have to clear this area. We're going to walk across the street and we're going to keep our honor, honor code. Remember who's in line, don't cut each other. Yeah. And people just listened to me. They didn't question my authority. They didn't ask if I worked there. They just like did it. It's Wonder Woman. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So that was my highlight. Just that yeah. I set up the line because I can. Yeah, do I, it. I, I, I never joined the uh, Comic Con last year, and like everyone just bum rushed. That that uh, our friend uh, our friend yeah. Patrick told us that happened this year. Two hundred people bum rush Paul H line on Friday. Night. Yeah. Yeah, like, like after people fast. after people waited. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I also saw like because uh, people were trying to get into like the pop figure one oh, and stuff okay. like that when I was there, and uh-huh. like I see like a bunch of kids and they're like trying not to get like trampled and oh, stuff like that. Like people are like really yes. rude. Yeah. It was like like, like, like at, a certain, yeah, at, a, at a certain point, me and my buddy that were going that I was going with just went like it's plastic. I'll get it online later. It's not that big deal. It's not worth it. Yeah, I didn't go this year either. I really want to go next year because I saw the, the Alien Covenant stuff and the Blade Runner twenty four nine stuff, and I was like, yeah, "Wow!" See, of all years yeah, for me not to go, that's all, yeah. all that. Ridley Scott panels, but the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Like, yeah. I, okay, sorry. No, I just want to say, even if you don't have a pass to the convention, like, there's so much marketing going on. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, it was not like that six years ago. No, yeah, that's what I did last year. Six years ago. Well, yeah, I, like I, I've been. Yeah, I went. That was my first I time. Went, yeah. I went last year, and they had uh, what was it the Stick of Truth outside? Mm-hmm. There was uh, that's what I uh, oh my god! <laughs> uh, what was it? Last year, I remember going to Sick of Truth. I remember going to uh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, they had great stuff. They were literally in a van, and they were just pulling up to people with a mob of people coming out of the actual like uh, van, and instead of like you know kidnapping you as you would suspect, because they had like the uh, what was it? They had the masks on. They're just throwing masks at people, and like they were and handing out bags. It was really cool. Yeah. And also, um, what was it? Adult Swim. They always have a really cool that, area. I, that, that little area was really cool. Um, Their outside yeah, area yeah. is always really I didn't cool. Go this year that. Their little carnival area is always really cool. I always really enjoy adult swim stuff, yeah. especially with their giant screening area. That's always really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big news coming out of Comic Con uh, is that Hall H is insane. And I honestly, yeah. I, Gene and I had a discussion about this. I had a, a discussion with my buddies over at RFC, Patrick, Andy, Mike. Love you guys. We disagree with this. I think Hall H is like inhumane. Yeah, <laughs> like you gotta wait like two days before you can go inside, yeah. and now it's even then you don't get to well, go inside all the time. But some people, I remember what uh, you know, buddy of mine did. When we went last year. We actually didn't even go to a hotel room. We just slept in the line. Yeah, <laughs> like we literally walked outside. Of, yeah, we literally oh, walked right. outside of Comic Con. We went to a party, got a beer at a bar, and then went. All right, let's go back to the line. Yeah, and then we went to the line, laid down. I had a snuggie. And I fell asleep, which was actually really cool too, because I, we overslept a little bit, and the guy behind us pushed, like, actually, like, went, like, "Hey, man, like, wake up!" And we woke up. We're just trying to grab everything, and like, I was really surprised because I thought he would have just been like, "That sucks to be you." <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like excessive. I mean, it's yeah. just marketing stuff, you know. Yeah. I'm sure it's cool the environment and everything, but like, but when you get in, but like, you know, you have to it, wait. It just seems like a little much. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you have to wait. You know, like. God knows how long, like, 20, Honestly, like, 12 hours. Like, at the very least, like, like they should, I think they should, like, 
make the trailers available to everyone so people don't like well you know what like harm their lives yeah i mean in the sun yeah people do that like at celebration they camp out well at least like celebration you know like ryan johnson or jj abrams like giving you freaking pizza while you're walking outside walking outside saying you know thank you at hall h it's just like it's like wait it's like you're not gonna some of you may not get in some of you may not survive it's like, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's like Mad Max or, you know, like the Thunderdome or something. But for nerds. Yeah, for nerds. Yeah. I, I, I do think that Hall, I, the only problem is that I know that everybody's giving Comic-Con such a huge hype and everything, but anybody who's actually been to Comic-Con knows that it's just another con. Yeah. Once you, once you're inside, yeah, con. once you're inside, it smells the same as every other con. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks like every other con as well. Like, nothing is different. Same yeah. vendors over there and everything like that. Yeah. It's, it's just Holly. It's just kind of, like, builds up the whole thing. Yeah, right? the only difference is that if you walk over to, like, other specific booths, you know, you may see someone that is in a TV show that you know of yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, and on that note, while I'm moving James' bag nondescriptly, um, let's talk a little bit about things that came out of Holly. Yeah. So I'm just going kind to of run down some movies really sure, quickly. Sure. Uh, big trailers came out. Before I break down the sections, uh-huh. what were your favorite trailers that came out? Okay, can I go first? Yes, I know your answer, Gene. <laughs> I know it's going to piss you off. It's, I don't know, it was it's a, a good, good trailer. trailer. The books, it was a good trailer. I love the book show. Um, so I think the Ready Player One trailer was the best trailer because it, um, you know, it showed like, you know, this is a movie, really, you know, um, I've kind of seen before, like, it's like Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit on crap, you know? And, and like I it's just like you know, you know seeing the Iron Giant, seeing the Acro Bike, Roger Roger Reddit, Roger Reddit. Not trademarking that. No, you know, it's just it was epic. You know, it was um, the, music, the music. You know, Tom Sawyer, Rush. You know, Rush doing that was amazing. Um, yeah, and, yeah, no, yeah, I'm hyped as balls for this. You know, hyped as balls. Yeah. Well, hey, let's just talk about Nick. Did you see the trailer for Ready Player One? Yes. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, actually, actually what? That's, that's a question. question. What? For Anthony. Totally. So, yeah. I'm going to have to cut this, by the way, so yeah. thank you for that. No, uh, anyway, sorry about that. No, it was uh, because no, there's, be there's, no, there's, there's a scene inside of Sharknado 1 where it says movie cars. And then they come out with like a black Hummer that isn't a movie car. And I was like, I, I want to know where what movie car that was. Mm. Or why just say movie cars? Why didn't you just say it was a car lot? And everything like, I, I don't know. <laughs> that was, okay, okay. When I was watching the movie, so it was you liked Ready Player One? Yes, I liked I, I, I liked Ready Player One. It was uh, which I, I I really liked the the, the entire scope of it. Uh, kind of felt like a little bit Tronish. Yeah, yeah. In a way, it felt very Tronish. Well, yeah, yeah, it kind of is Tron. You know, it's yeah, it felt it felt very Tronish, and uh, I I loved seeing you know like the Iron Giant, uh, the DeLorean, you know, mm-hmm. different stuff like that. That yeah. was always really cool. Everything like that. Even Diego hates the book. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I think the book. I personally awesome. haven't read the book, so I'm indifferent. Yeah. But you know, I'll watch the movie. Okay. Uh, thank you to our buddy Sean Fallon and uh, his wife Fee, who went out with, to get drinks with us when they were down in LA, because they agree with me that the book is awful. Mm-hmm. That's all. I just wanted to plug that. Listen this to the, the end first of our podcast. The end of our friendship on there. No, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get another friend. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, so, what, what trailer did you like? What was uh, your the Thor Ragnarok trailer is hands down my favorite one. Batteries overheating. Oh shit! Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then here I'll just put the trailers over this part. Yeah. yeah uh, the Thor Ragnarok trailer is my favorite trailer of the whole bunch. It looks like someone got like everything I'm interested in. Like, oh, Diego likes like uh, 80s punk rock. Oh, what's that? Zombies? Oh, Asgardian zombie soldiers. 
Kate uh, Blanchett. Here's a bunch of Clay Kate Blanchett. Tessa Thompson as a warrior goddess. Awesome. Throw that in there. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth with big beefy arms and a buzz cut. Awesome. Do that. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Boom. You know, I was really glad to see the whole talk. You know that that's I, was, I, I love the trailer, but that, the whole talking just that, that, that was one funny. of those coolest scenes. Because he talks in the comics. Yeah, but I really, he I says, really do yeah, like sentences. seeing that, like seeing that, like the Hulk is actually going to have like some form of arc. Yeah. In this movie, unlike it's just going to be like Hulk smash. Well, I mean, he's had arcs in yeah. every movie he's yeah. been in, except for Iron Man three. No, Bruce Banner has had arcs. The Hulk hasn't. Yeah, the Hulk's no, not really. Age of, Age of Ultron, he's got an arc. Uh, yeah. It's tied in with, with Bruce Banner's, but yeah. they're like one but, two, uh, Did you hear? I think I think it was uh, the director, um, Taika Waititi. Yeah, he was saying that um, the you know the Hulk speaking because uh, throughout maybe it's been like two years since Age of Ultron. Yeah, who does the continuity with Spider Man Homecoming? That's in everything. It else. doesn't matter. Yeah, but he said that he's just been the Hulk these two years, and the Hulk because he's had so much control, he's got to kind of develop his brain and kind of have the weird speaking patterns and um it seems like more hope centric which um you know it's really cool but um it's sorry not, I, I lost my thought there no no it's, it's, it's cool to see the whole talk yeah. yeah yeah i like how they snuck a hulk movie in there yeah they, they were like, oh, yeah, they were like, oh, you know what? Thor doesn't do very well by himself. <laughs> Let's sneak a Hulk movie in yeah. there. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry, what were you saying? Um, but yeah, no, the trailers. That that's like the best Marvel trailer for me. Like, yeah, I I, oh, I watched it like twenty times in yeah. a day when it came out. I, I was like, say, oh, again, again, more than the yeah. Death one. When they did the first. Oh uh, yeah, it's a great teaser trailer, but this okay. is like everything. Yeah, everything for Diego. That was. was being selfish. Yeah. And I really okay. Like that yeah, no, it was a great trailer. Um, Nick, what was yours? Uh, I, I know you're both gonna hate me. It's gonna be Justice League. It was Justice. Okay. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Before you continue, that's a good fucking trailer. That was a good trailer. That was a, that's that a was, really good trailer. Trailer. I'm glad trailer. there wasn't a nine-inch nail song. Yeah, I was like, I was really happy was about the trailer, but also the main thing is I was really happy about the coloration. Because if you put the two trailers, the the first trailer that came out compared to this one, the, this fucking trailer is a lot brighter. Yeah, this trailer is There's so color correction in a Marvel movie. What? Is it a DC movie? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so DC. in a DC yeah. movie that's but not also uh, yeah, dark. Yeah, color correction. Yeah. Cool. No, no, I was gonna say there's a DC movie that does look dark. Yeah, but it, but, but it looked a lot yeah. brighter and it looked like really cool. The like there's just a couple of, like things from the trailer. I mean, the, the entire trailer looked really cool, and I'm looking really forward to Jason Momoa as. Uh, as Aquaman, I think he's gonna do an awesome. When he's job. not bukuing every single scene. You know what? I, I, to be totally honest, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that because that looks like it's like small pieces of, okay. and that's also part of his character. Yeah, yeah. Of no. like he just finds battle fun. Yeah, no, and yeah. Everything no, I else, and I, and I, and I think like. But every time we see him in the trailer, he's always like, he's like. He's like Michelangelo. Like, you know, okay. I like that. No, like, I do, but like, make, <laughs> make which are, if, Aqu- if you're gonna have an Aquaman who looks like a badass, yeah. make him Michelangelo. Make, make just, him fun. Don't make yeah. him a scary bad. Yeah, yeah. No, make okay. him really Fair funny. Enough. Like, make him like your comic relief. Like Jason funny. Momoa is like a really funny guy. He, he just happens to be built like a <laughs> god, like, yeah. like a bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, no, um, he's too sexy. Yeah, that's sexy. Finish your thoughts on that. No, but I, I really did like the trailer. I thought the trailer it gave you. It didn't give you too much, unlike uh, BVS, where it gave you the entire damn movie. Mm-hmm. You know, this one, it gave you snippets of stuff that you've already seen with, like, a little bit longer and everything like that. Uh, it sh- it, the, only, the only weird part about the trailer was the after-credit trailer scene. Mm-hmm. Where, like, after they showed, like, Justice League, and then they had, like, it go to black, and then it showed, like, another part of the trailer where it's like, oh, I thought we were coming back. 
and stuff like that. No, he said you'd come? Yeah, like he said you'd Have come. Have you seen all the, the little clips you put together? Like he said you'd come, and it was like the boss baby or something. <laughs> yeah. That's not, really it's funny. probably not Green Lantern. What did you think of all the reports? Oh, yeah, Superman, by the way. What, what did you think of all the reports uh, with uh, Ben Affleck? Uh, well, he, he said I, on stage. You know, mm-hmm. this, this is my whole thing about that is like, dude, the DC movies have clearly had a bunch of issues. Like, who cares about all these rumors at this point? Like, let's just hope that they make good movies. Yeah. Well, the, like, the, I, I used to be really into following that stuff too. Now, I'm like, dude, just I, let them do their no, thing. If they're not going to work out, they're not going to work out. If they're going to work out, they're going to work out. Because the one thing is, if you actually like read his what he said and listen to what he said, like you interpret it word for word. Well, I mean, if yeah. you if you actually listen to what he said, he said that I have the best job in the world and everything like that. He didn't say. I got the best fucking job in the world, and, I'm, and they're gonna have to pry my dead body off of this, mm-hmm. like out of the bat suit or anything like that. Like he didn't really say no. He more or less just kind of went like, "Yeah, I really like playing Batman, but if it ends, yeah, I'm still a director." Right. <laughs> like, 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 who cares? Like, Matt Reeves is gonna make a fucking great Batman yeah, movie with that when he ben threw up. When he threw up. Ben, ben Affleck's gonna continue being a, a, a better actor as he goes along, and a better director as he goes along. Yeah, after Live by Night. Live by Night was a, was a lot of other problems. Though. Yeah, that was because they really wanted the Batman thing to start up. Yeah. But uh, sorry, Nick, what were you saying? No, but I I, I do think that uh, what was it Justice League of like the trailers? It, it consistently DC knows how to make a trailer where yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna go watch that damn movie. I know it could be bad. I'm really hoping it's not. I yeah. I mean, I hope not. I mean, I'm. I refuse to get like hyped up for it because I know a lot of friends. I dig. I know it's dead to you, but I mean, yeah, I'll, it's, I'll, it's a cool trailer. But like, I'm not gonna go ahead yeah, and watch it. I'll still see it, but I just I don't want to get hyped for it. Like, I don't want to go into like BBS where I was like surprised and I was very hyped for that movie. Like, I don't know. I was digging the trailers for yeah. whatever reason, and I was fucking let down. So. I still see it, but for me, for I me just the, get the the trailer really did show me like a lot of really cool stuff, like from Justice League. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of the stuff that they showed, I was like, "That's fucking Justice yeah. League." Like that's that's my Justice. Okay, League. I, I wish I did like the other DC movies. I can't imagine a world where I enjoyed Suicide Squad, but I wish I did like BBS and Man of Steel. Because then I would be even more excited to actually go out and watch it. Because that's a really good trailer. I, you know? I am hoping that with Wonder Woman, they're they're going to start on this like this like good path where it's like, all right, we were struggling. Of course, correcting. Well, yeah, well uh, for Flashpoint. I hate yes. that. Yes. I hate that. I, 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 I was talking about it the other day where I was like, well, how do we fix a giant problem in our continuity? Flashpoint. Yeah, you could have done that or Crisis. No, here's the thing. No, but you don't need that. You can make a good Flash. Story but you know what? I'm just Flash. Um, just quick thoughts on this. So we can yeah. okay. you, uh, Nick, continue with your thoughts. Yeah. On no, but I, I, I think that I think with Flash, oh, by them going okay, the first Flash movie that we're going to start out with is Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Is saying that Flash has no other really good stories to have been told in his entire run. Yeah. And I think Flash has, sure. and and Flash has so many goddamn stories that are really good. Flashpoint, yes, I know that the DC that they're really following like this new Fifty Two thing, and stuff like that. Like they're really trying to follow that new Fifty Two thing like to the fucking letter. But I think that you could have done it with a cool little like crime, like a crime story. Yeah. Where like the Flash sure. is a CSI and he's trying to figure out a murder. Mm-hmm. Or you could have done you know the Rogues. Or something like that, like introduce the rogues or anything, anything else. You could have made an entire heist movie with Captain Cold, yeah, mm-hmm. and been like, you know, the Flash is trying to capture Captain Cold, right? and then that's that's cool because it's like this dude just has an ice gun. How is he getting away from me? I can it's run around the city. Absolute zero, good sir. Okay, absolute zero. 
who cares? It's not real. <laughs> I'm just correcting. Well, the point is, it'd be a cool yeah. concept. Be like, how is he getting away? How is he outsmarting me? I'm the fastest man alive. Yeah, yeah but and it's also like uh, Snart and Snart is like one step ahead of him. Yeah. Like he's and that can also build into like his rogues gallery. So do you think they're just going to take the the name Flashpoint, or do you think they're actually going to use it to make their franchise? See, the the problem is, I feel like Flashpoint really matters when you give a shit about the Flash. When you care about the Flash, that's when Flashpoint really matters. And you haven't really gotten to know, really got know him unless you really fucking love him. It's it's in, Justice in, in, in Justice and even it's we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, Gene, thoughts on Flashpoint? Um, I know you hate the idea, but I mean, if it's like if it changes the fact Batman isn't a killer, Superman hasn't snapped any necks, go ahead, do it. That's that's my only thought on it. Like, if that <laughs> if it does that, <laughs> that that's, that's the only thing that matters to me. That's the only thing. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'd be on board with those things if they were if they were surrounded by movies that I like, you know? Yeah. It brings up all the time. If Batman, it, if it returns, sense, yeah. in Batman Returns, Batman blows up like a warehouse full of villains, and that's like one of Tim Burton's best movies. It's just really weird, gothic crime tragedy. He kills the Joker. Yeah, and he kills the Joker <laughs> in the first movie, you know? But um, the point is, like, just make a good movie around it. Like, I want to see the character that I know and love adapted, but if you're going to do something else with that character, all right, whatever. At least do it. Oh, you know? You know? Yeah. But uh, I, I, I hate the idea of Flashpoint, and I don't even like three of the other DC movies. Because yeah, so I, I you know like Days of Future Past, that's the problem with that. It's like that just exists for you to like course correct course correct yeah. your brand for the nerds. Right. I don't like X Men three. I, I really don't like X Men Origins. I think that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh yeah. But who cares? Like people do like those movies, I'm sure. For whatever reason. For, you know, I don't but people do like those movies, so you're gonna spend an entire other movie to just course correct your brand and tell other people like, oh that actually doesn't matter. Like I, I think that's that's I, I, but that's comics though. That's yeah, but these aren't comics, these are movies. Yeah, I know, you know? but it lends itself. It's a it's a it's a two hundred million dollar franchise. Honestly yeah. that's that's bullshit. I don't know, I just as a comic fan I'm just so used to that okay, but I'm, I'm like a movie you know? fan too. No, but yeah, I, yeah, no, but, but honestly, okay, let's, but honestly, let's, honestly, let's we're honestly we're talking about comic books. The easiest fucking solution all you have to do is Different universe. Yeah. Or you know as what? Soon, as soon as you as just, soon, just make another movie, that's good. Yeah, okay, but, if, but if they go like, is this, con- yeah. is this connected? That's ah, a different universe. You know, they'll yeah. never meet or anything like that. You know, they're, right. they're two separate things. Doesn't we'll, really we'll, we'll see with Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, any yeah. other? Uh, any other big news? I mean, um, okay, the last big thing I wanted to bring up was that yeah. Alien Covenant, uh, the box office receipts are not great. Oh. They might be looking to recorrect the franchise. I know Nick didn't like Alien yeah, Covenant. Like uh, well, that's too bad because you you've never been so wrong in your entire life, and you've been wrong before, sir. Yeah. Um, so, so like, Gene, I what are your thoughts on that? Because that's not even an official thing. Yeah. AMP Galaxy, they're like the defining alien predator, a movie database, haven't really reported on it, so it might not have that minute, mm-hmm. that long legs. Yeah. Um, it might just be a rumor. Yeah. What are your um, well, I know Alien Alien Covenant didn't do that well. I worked on a movie called Alien Convergence. <laughs> alien Convergence. Um, so like. Um, I don't know, like, Ridley Scott, um, he's really hit or miss now. I love Ridley Scott to death, but, you know, every other movie from him seems to kind of not go how you planned. Like, I know The Martian's great, but then you had Exodus before that, mm-hmm. and then um, The Counselor. Oh, well, The Counselor is actually a masterpiece. Yeah, but it didn't score as well. I don't know, I don't know if Ridley Scott is... Because half, half of Alien, Alien Covenant is really great. I love all the decent stuff, stuff, but, you know, all the, 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 the ship, the Covenant, is more kind of bored me of that. And, and I don't know if he's kind of, I don't know if he lost his touch, 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 but, you know, you know um, I kind of want, I want, I want him to do another movie, but if he's going to kind of, kind of, you know, Alien Covenant was great, it was good, but, you know, you kind of have the greatest it's alien where it's a ship, you know, something a little different, you know, it's a ship that goes on no planet, and you know what it is, and you're an alien, he's going to do that instead of, 
I don't know. I don't know. Give me that stuff. Don't make the movie. Give it to me. I, I really. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I really love Dalen Covenant. Yeah, it was, but I saw a bunch of concept art about what Ridley Scott's initial intention was. Like mm-hmm. Dave was going to have these weird uh, other experiments that were not the Xenomorphs. They're yeah. going to be like the the engineers, like all weird and yeah. mutated. And he's going to have these weird dog creatures that were going to have like these open. They look like the Uruburus from Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and like it looks weird and crazy. I'm like, I want to see that stuff. Yeah. You know, so just do one more David. Movie to finish off a David prequel trilogy. Yeah, because I, I want to do alien that. spinoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Maybe awesome. bring Ripley back. That's it. No, absolutely uh, not. No. No. I, to be told, Sorry. Honest, no. No. If you're gonna have anybody, and you're gonna do like Ripley or anything like that. No. Have her daughter yeah. or anything like that. As oh, okay. There you got me. Yeah. Because yeah. Alien Isolation was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Have her daughter. There you go. Make that a movie. Yeah. It's it's easy. Neil Blomkamp can do it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Oats, I like Oats, I yeah. like Zygo a lot. Yeah. Short film Zygo. Was to be his alien. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, just to wrap it up, Nick, what were you gonna say? No. Yeah. You have you you which are easy way to make the alien movie. You have her daughter. She's looking for. Her. That's it. Okay. And then there she runs. Go. And she she runs into Xenomorphs. Me pers- isolation. Yeah. Basically, a da- you can change the fuck out of that too. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it is like four hundred years long. Yeah. I love the game, but it's fucking right. long. Yeah, it's a really long game, but I do think that mm-hmm. uh, which I, I I can understand why Covenant didn't. Do as well. It's a, it's a very slow burning movie, mm-hmm. which that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But I feel like the end payoff was so in your face. Yeah. That it wasn't worth it. Okay. Like I like as soon as soon as you saw as soon as I kind of like saw the two Davids and everything like that, like the two um, what was it the two yeah, androids? Yeah, the two androids. I was uh, the first thing I thought was okay. Well, one of those androids is gonna die and he's gonna take his place and then he's gonna go mm-hmm. and shit. Like it was, it was very much. Those single, those, uh, they telegraphed it. Yeah, they really did telegraph the hell out of it. And I was like, okay, so that's how the movie's gonna end. However, um, this movie ends, that's how it's gonna do it. Yeah. And then as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, so uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you guys are very similar to to Matt Gringo's thoughts on that. So check out their Alien retrospective. We talked about that. I I very much like that. His opinion. Yeah. Well, oh my God, you guys. I love Matt. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I like Matt too. Okay. Uh, so let's let's go on into the uh, yeah. the big reason we're here today. That's mm-hmm. our, our interview with Sharknado director Anthony C. Ferrante. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cut away to that right now, and then we're going to come back and finish up the episode with some quick movie reviews and thoughts on anything else you might have. And joining us today is Anthony Cifrante, director of the Sharknado series, uh, Boo, Dragon Eagle, and uh, many other asylum movies. Thank you so much, Anthony, for joining us. How are you yeah, today? No, thank you guys for having me. Cool. Um, Anthony, just going right into it, how was uh, San Diego Comic-Con, all the panel, or the panel for uh, Sharknado? Uh, it went great. Uh, it was really cool having uh, uh, pretty much... Uh, you know, all all these fans show up. I mean, every year we kind of pack the uh, uh, the house, so you know, it's it's kind of like the first step toward all the press that we ultimately end up doing for these movies. So you know, it's always it's always nice to see the fans out there. They're the ones who made us what we were, and so it's it's it's, it's awesome. Yeah, um, and you also had um, a movie I worked on where I first met you, uh, Week in a Sha- Week in the Shadow Man. Uh, can you talk about that a bit briefly? 
Yeah, Wake of the Shadow Man was a movie that uh, I was attached as a producer on. Um, Skyler and James and Woodrow, the producer writers, and uh, also uh, James and Skyler starred in it. Uh, they approached me about being involved. Uh, my schedule prevented me from from uh, jumping on board as a director, so I, I really believed in the project and uh, stuck around as a producer. Um, you know, got to uh, got to work with them on it, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of an old school like 1970s, early 80s, uh, slow-burning thriller uh, that deals with uh, sort of the Shadow Man phenomena. And it's just, it's very different and, and very original in that respect. And it just, it looks gorgeous. And there's really great performances by everyone in the film. Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm just like really, really proud of being involved in that. And like they did, they did an amazing job of, of the promotion on it and getting the word out. And uh, it, it's now available on VOD and DVD right now, and it'll terrify people. It's it's a really scary, spooky movie. It's on uh, iTunes as well, right? Yeah, it's on iTunes as well. Cool, cool. And um, just uh, changed gears here. Uh, we just wanted, you know, to start a conversation. Uh, what sort of uh, movie? You know, kind of curious. Um, what kind of movies are you drawn to? What are your favorites? Um, which, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I have I have a lot of different interests, uh, movie wise. But obvi obviously, I'm a horror guy. I, you know, I grew up on horror films. Uh, you know, big fan of uh, you know John Carpenter, David Cronenberg. You know, I love Spielberg stuff. Uh, but I but I also like things that are a little off the beaten track. I, I really like John Sayles films. Uh, Baby It's You is an amazing movie, and Lone Star is a great movie. He directed and, and wrote both of those films. Um, also, I really like Barry Levinson's work. Uh, the Baltimore trilogy that he did, or quadrilogy that he did, was was pretty awesome. And uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Rain Man is a great movie. Um, so you know, I, I I'm just drawn to really interesting character things, but also I I just like a good horror film. Yeah. You know, I I, I think uh, you know, I look John Carpenter's The Thing. I think is probably the best horror movie of the last thirty years. It, it's been thirty years. It's been longer now, probably. <laughs> but, but however long, yeah, it's like. 35 oh my gosh 35 years uh you know the, the thing just rules um it's a movie that wasn't it was sort of uh maligned when it came out by critics and wasn't really um appreciated uh those that that did see it and appreciated it, it grew and became a cult film and uh it holds up it's one of those movies where all that practical effect stuff that rob botine did it's flawless you look at it and it doesn't look like effects. It's it's tactile. It's real. It doesn't feel like bad CGI. The only two things that kind of date the movie is the little uh, Adrian Barbeau computer screen and some of the stop motion animation, which is very small and is good. But it, it, it's the only thing that kind of goes, okay, that doesn't hold up, but everything else does. And I, I love that they they just recently remastered it through Shout Factory, and I think Arrow and. Uh, in the UK is doing their own little uh, 4K remaster, so um, yeah, it's a, it's a must for anybody that loves horror films. Definitely, Abby, I know that uh, which are most people would be interested. How exactly do these movies come about? You know, the like, coming from the concept all the way down to uh, getting like just filming in general, casting it, going through everything like that. I mean, the Shark movie, the Sharknado movies are interesting, and they're also a cult classic. But I mean, how exactly do you guys come up with the idea for these? Well, it it kind of is sort of a circular kind of thing. I was doing a lot of writing for sci-fi. I was doing a lot of horror films for them. And, um, you know, when you do that, you pitch a lot of uh, ideas, you, sometimes anywhere between 10 to 20 ideas at a time to the various different companies that uh, that 
that had output deals with sci-fi. So, you know, usually they would come to me for like, oh, come up with a ghost story, come up with a leprechaun, come up with a banshee, you know, so I would do the monster stuff. And uh, yeah. my occasional writing partner, Jacob Hare and I were, uh, were trying to come up with some cool things and uh, we're going, let's come up with, in addition to the horror stuff, let's come up with a couple really ridiculous ideas. And one of them was Lava Birds and then the other one was Sharknado. He goes, Sharknado! And like, we love the concept <laughs> and the idea. And uh, I think we pitched it, but I don't think it was pitched correctly to the network because I don't think uh, the, the company that pitched it to them uh, pitched it as Sharknado. And then I wrote a reference to a Sharknado in the Leprechaun script that I, I was writing that After Dark made Cult Scream uh, uh, called Red Clover on DVD, but it aired as Re Leprechaun's Revenge or something. Mm -hmm. And so when they saw the word in that script, they go, oh, we must make this movie. And, uh, and that's kind of the evolution and then suddenly i was doing some stuff with asylum and they got the contract to do it and i was directing uh sharknado so it was a concept that i mean the moment jake and i you know were talking about it is like this is the best thing ever and we would tell people the title and they would just laugh so we we always knew early on that was a, a really good title for whatever reason it was a perfect mashup of natural disaster and uh predatory creatures yeah definitely uh, as as far as shark movies go, because I I love shark movies. We just did a week long retrospective on the Jaws series for Shark Week, for example. Uh, do you guys take the time to like look at like each individual like member of the shark species and be like, oh, I want to put this one in the movie. This one would like provide a cool kill here. Oh, we're lazy. We're terrible people. Uh, you know, the visual effects guys will uh, will look into, uh, like, we, you know, we'll say, hey, you know, let's try to get this kind of shark in there or that shark. We'll try to do different things. Well, we've always talked about goblin sharks. Uh, that's, I don't think they've ever appeared in a Sharknado movie yet. Um, but, you know, our, our, we kind of we call our movie, like, it's not sharks, it's not tornadoes, it's a Sharknado, and it's our own unique, uh, you know, a monster in a way and it could do whatever we want it to do and within it there are different types of sharks but um you know it's it's funny we never really we're always trying to come up with the outlandish set pieces and we never go hey wouldn't it be funny if a goblin shark did this you know it's it's, it's a it's a little more uh it's a little more boring than that yeah uh, yeah I mean, usually it's like hey wouldn't it be cool if a shark ate another shark ate another shark and, and then ate a and a whale ate it and then every single person that was eaten in the movie is cut out by by little gill i mean that's the kind of crazy stuff that we usually end up coming up with yeah. what's your uh, favorite uh, shark kill anthony and all the series um I, I the one on on the fire truck in number two is, is still holds up as as one of the best but i i mean in the first movie him chainsawing his way out of the shark and that was pretty much practical uh, that we did some CGI assist on it, but I mean, we did it pr uh, practically uh, in terms of like building, you know, a skin and stuff. And uh, I always kind of like that just because no one expects that at the end of that movie. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of really cool moments in, um, in Sharknado five. Uh, there's, there's, there's a thing where Finn is underwater and something we haven't done in a long time. And, he punches a shark. <laughs> it's just—it's total Sharknado. Uh, I, I, it's he punches just, it in the nose. He punches it in the nose. It's—it's okay. just—it's just Sharknado. <laughs> Very cool. Will we ever see a shark repellent? We—we actually did that kind of, sort of, in uh, number four. Uh, Lori Grenier from uh, Shark Tank uh, on the TV. She's selling a shark repellent oh, okay. kit. And then we actually shot a scene with her using it that would never made it into the final cut of the film. 
Uh, that was around the time where I, uh, I think we were, were we were wooing Adam West and Burt Ward. Yeah. So we wrote this whole shark repellent scene, and uh, and then I, I don't think they ended up in it. So so we still kept the idea. Um, you know, we had we had each type of shark repellent designed. You know, like it was in the in, in the Batman movie. Right. Speaking of uh, your cameos, I know that Sharknado is it's almost famous for how many cameos you guys seem to fit into a single film. How exactly do those come about? Is it just people who are interested in the movie and they want to be a part of it, or do you guys reach out, or how exactly does that work? Um, you know, it's a you, we have a we have a great casting person, Scotty Mullen, who uh, also wrote this movie. You know, he's he's great. He um, he uh, you know goes after things. I mean, Sci-Fi has their wish list. We have our wish list. I mean. We're, we're we're ravenous when it comes to uh, you know the people that we want, and you know so sometimes it's about uh, ca uh, scheduling. You know uh, the way we do the cameos, it, it usually is hey we're shooting on Tuesday. Who's available? How do we make this work? And it's it, there you know then you kind of okay well we have to rewrite the role for this person or create a role for that person, uh, but. You know, Olivia Newton-John was somebody that we really, really wanted uh, from, I think, as far back as number three, and we finally got her in number five. <laughs> uh, you know, we really wanted a great prime minister, and uh, we couldn't cast anybody out of England, so we ended up with Chris Kattan, who did an amazing job. He's so funny as the prime minister. So, you know, we really yeah. lucked out getting him. I, I think it was just, it, you know, I love Saturday Night Live, and he's just an amazing performer. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was sort of a fun surprise. Fabio's the Pope happened when we decided we wanted a Pope and then Scotty goes, we got to get Fabio and we got Fabio. So, <laughs> uh, awesome. so yeah, so it's all random. Uh, you know, I wanted, um, uh, I really pushed a wanting of, of wanting David Naughton in the movie and, uh, you know, it would have been great to have him actually in London when we were there, but, uh, we did shoot something with him here. So, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of, you know, sometimes it's, it's ties into the story or sometimes, sometimes it ties into the moment or just ends up being random. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's the beauty of Sharknado. Yeah. I do have one question about a single cameo. Is Mark Cuban playing Mark Cuban as president, or is it just he's a different? No, guy? no, he's, he's he's playing Marcus Robbins. He's the president of the United States, President Robbins, President Marcus Robbins. Okay, no, I, the only reason I ask is I noticed that there was a little tiny tongue-in-cheek joke where he says, "Oh, they used to call me the shark." <laughs> so was, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's just us being cheeky. <laughs> but 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 uh, you know, in that before Mark was cast, uh, uh, we were very close to having Trump as president in number two. Yeah, three. we were. No <laughs> way. I, I thought I told you that. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, maybe he still thinks he's auditioning for Sharknado. I don't know, but uh, I could, yeah, I can imagine. Would he have done all the stunts though in that opening scene? Oh, we would have made it work. I look <laughs> you know, I, I, honestly, it would have been it would have been so awesome. I mean, look, I, he would have yeah. won by a landslide if he was in Sharknado because oh, you know yeah. having Trump with a with a gun shooting sharks. I mean, that just that just plays to to his core base, and people yeah. would just go. That's why I think you know if Mark Cuban decides to run, I mean he's got uh, he he's got the uh, 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 you know he's got the fan base in the bag. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. But uh, this is also the uh, Donald Trump did say he uh, does not exercise because he uses it would use his internet battery. So he would. Um, I don't know if you heard that. No, no, I don't. I'm not entirely sure. That's a whole thing. No, yeah. Yeah. Trump <laughs> believes that the, the body has a finite amount of like energy that yeah. you can exert from it. So that's a whole other thing. 
Look, look, you know, we look, we we would have we would have made it work. We have a great stunt team. We would have got him to do as much as he could have done, and uh, we would have uh, also, um, you know, probably had a stunt person if we needed it. Uh, you know, uh, Mark. When we got on set with Mark, Mark was just game to do whatever we needed. And like I said, I it always culminated with the president and Finn, you know, with mm -hmm. machine guns taking out sharks. And like I said, I I love that Mark did it. I think I think Mark Mark just sold it so much. Uh, and you know, and Trump would have been a very interesting president in Sharknado too. So uh, you know, yeah. he's done he's done stuff like that in the past with wrestling um, and, and all that. So yeah, yeah. Um, also kind of changing gears here. Um, Brindy, you did the Archie versus Sharknado, um, and you know, kind of Archie grew up. Uh, we did have one question for you. Uh, well, two questions. Because uh, I, I don't know if I think I asked you this on Shadow Man, uh, Veronica or Betty. Uh. Well, I love them both, actually. I that the when when I got to write that comic book, um, I uh, the the people at Archie Comics were really generous. I mean, I knew the characters, and I, and I you know I grew up with the book, and they, but they sent me a whole bunch of stuff, and I, I I devoured everything because you know I know Sharknado, but I I, I didn't want to be the guy that that screwed up Archie. I didn't want to be the one that. Like, oh no, you know, he doesn't know how to write the Archie character. So I really wanted to get my my head wrapped around where they were and where they've been. And um, you know, they have they haven't it hasn't really changed much. Recently, they've rebooted it and done it a lot more serious and you know uh, updated it even in addition to doing the old style. But one of the things that that bothered me a little bit was how archaic the you know, Betty and Veronica are still pining for for Archie, and then there was Cherry Blossom in the mix as well, and. Uh, and I, I like strong female characters, as obviously you could see in Sharknado, you know, with April and Nova and stuff. So um, I, I kind of, I kind of just fell in love with writing them. I thought, I, and, and if, if you read the book, it's more Betty Veronica versus, rather than Archie being the hero in a weird way. Mm -hmm. And uh, and what it was about was them going, you know what, we don't need Archie. Cherry Blossom could have him, and we don't care. And and so yeah, so I love them both. I think the two of them uh, together just you know they're fun to write so I, I can't i can't pick between the, either of them so let's, let's try and then two more questions to hop off that uh, archie or jughead and if you could combine riverdale into a sharknado series <laughs> if you could make the universe, <laughs> the universe, universe, universe yeah. would you do it well yeah i mean look if we could, if if we could bring those two two worlds to, to light i mean that would be really fun i mean certainly we have the groundwork with the comic to, to play off things there's stuff that we did in the comic that we still haven't done in uh in the movies, I, I wrote this chainsaw shooter in the uh, Archie comic that uh, we've been trying to bring to life in four and five, and we still haven't uh, <laughs> we still haven't perfected it. It still hasn't mm -hmm. been created yet. Uh, and Archie and Jughead, you know, I look that that all of those characters were fun to write. Uh, you know, there was it, there was you know I really like writing Dilbert. Um, yeah, and actually the other thing too that was interesting, Archie gave me the license to to kill off any character I wanted since it was a one off comic. And as I was scripting it, I I killed people off, and then I I had a change of heart and I didn't kill them off. Like I I was Jughead was supposed to die. Uh, there's a there's a few other people that were gonna die, and it just didn't. You know, when you have that license, you have to have a purpose for killing them off, as opposed to just, hey, I can do it. Uh, right. And uh, you know, Sabrina killing off Sabrina, I thought was funny, 
because here's the one person that has the ability to have magic and stop all this, and she gets torn apart by sharks. So that was that was a funny gag. I thought, okay, there, because you know, someone would say, oh, well, why didn't they use the magic? So that that's kind of how that ended up. Okay. Uh, and speaking of Sharknado crossovers, we here also love classic movies. If you could put a Sharknado into one classic movie, like pre nineteen eighties. Uh, what movie would it be and why? Like, for me, I think Casablanca could only be improved by a Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, like Hunter Bogart is looking off in the distance, and instead of the backdrop being World War II, it's just a Sharknado epidemic. Well, this is an obvious one. It's Wizard of Oz, because then you have flying monkeys with your sharks. Uh, you know that there. You know it's 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 perfect. It's a perfect mashup. You know it's, it's it becomes a completely different movie. Yeah. What about you guys? Did you have did you have Casablanca? I honestly, I really, I, this, this is why we, I always say we should really talk about what these are before. Yeah. Because I really did have Casablanca. I was like Casablanca. Was like, yeah. that, that would be hilarious. Kind of want to go with um, Mad Max was like 1979. <laughs> like <laughs> Mad Max, like the you know like. Road Warrior, where they're just trying to get away from the Sharknadoes. I don't know, kind of like uh, I don't know, like a chase scene or something with all the like humongous or something. That'd be cool. You know what? Why not Predator? Predator. Just, just add, let's add more travesty to that movie. Just yeah. add, add, add a Sharknado to a Predator mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of those uh, suggestions, Anthony? I think uh, I think you know. Let's uh, see if we can convince. Uh, these big studios uh, to uh, to to fund uh, the uh, hybridization of these movies. <laughs> that yeah. would be a great thing is to be able to get them to go. Okay, we can uh, Sharknado each one of these things. So absolutely. Uh, is there anybody that's still on your wish list for a cameo or anything like that? Then? Uh, well, you know, Bill Murray has always been on our wish list, and uh, we've joked about Clint Eastwood, even though he probably would never do it. Uh, cool. So, so there, 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 there's always there's always people. I. Um, so you know, it just depends uh, on on availabilities and if if they they get it. I mean, you have to you have to kind of just jump into this and expect it to be a silly kind of fun event. You know, it's not people when they show up. It's like a half a day. You know, you come in, do your lines, and you leave. And um, you know, and usually it's if you know their kids or their their grandkids or whatever they know the movies and they go, oh, okay, I'll do it because my grandkids want me to be in it. Um, just kind of, uh, just really quickly, uh, I was really curious, what are your, like, I, I know you're a fan of Jaws, but do you have any other favorite shark movies that aren't Jaws? Well, I mean, obviously Jaws is the, is the, uh, gold standard, uh, none of us would be here without Jaws. Um, I, I really like last year's The Shallows. I thought that was oh, yes. really, that was great. really good movie. Uh, you know, it's beautifully shot. It's, it's super contained. It's efficient. You know, it's a, it's a, just a really solid shark film. Yeah. What about uh, Deep Blue Sea? Eh, it's okay. <laughs> they're supposed I mean, to do a sequel, right? Yeah. yeah. They're doing one right now, I think. Oh, wow. A buddy of mine's directing it, uh, Darren Blue Scott. Blue so I, I, I hope uh, he has fun with that. I think he'll do a great job. Samuel Jackson comes back as a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for the... What 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 possessed you guys? Did you guys automatically know that you guys were going to kill off the April character and then leave it to the fa- fans, or was that something that you know just from outcry or anything like that? You, you guys went, okay, let's have the fans decide whether or not she lives, or whether or not she comes back, or anything like that. Well, I think I think that even if they wanted to kill her off, we wouldn't have killed her off. I mean that that was a sci-fi thing, and uh, I think it was great. It helped. It was a good hook. It got people back 
for the fourth film. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, people that love these movies were never going to let Tara Reid die. Right. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I didn't want to see her die. I I I think that character has grown and become one of one of the most interesting things about these movies because we we throw everything at her and she's still ticking, you know. And yeah. you know, Finn Finn is the strong, consistent hero, and you know he's 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 the pillar and the anchor. And you, but he also is doing it for his family. And you know you can't have the same movie if suddenly April's dead. I mean, suddenly part four is the biggest downer in the world. It's like, uh, my wife's dead. And, and, you know, we have a little bit of that at the beginning of the movie. When we, when we introduce him, he's kind of moved on a little bit, but he still loves his wife. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could recover from that. If, if that was the, if that was the case. Uh, also, uh, just with crossovers and everything like that, how, I know that La, La, was Lava Lantula connected to the Sharknado series or was that just kind of like a tongue and they're, they're owned by different companies. Uh, so they're, there was a there was a nice little synergy uh, just to kind of you know help each other out in a way. So you know, Ian did a, a little moment in uh, Lava Lanchula, whether he was Ian or whether he was Finn is a question mark. Uh, and then, you know, Steve Gutenberg paid the favor back in in number four. Uh, you know, we allude that he's playing the character from Lava Lanchula, but you know, it's it's up to it's up to the the. The fans to decide if they're part of the the same shared universe because they they really can't be because they're different uh, different companies that own the properties. I would say that if anything, there's sort of a shared universe, a loose one with Z Nation because uh, we've had uh, you know two people now from Z Nation in in our movies. So yeah. so there there will was it one day hopefully there could be an asylum cinematic universe. Yeah, you know, I mean that that's always a possibility. I, I think you know, I think one of the smart things though is that, you know, they, you know, they they make standalone movies, you know, and they they sometimes have sequels and stuff. But I, I think that you'd have to you have to know every single Asylum movie to really kind of be able to have a shared universe, and. And the thing is, someone that likes Troy isn't necessarily going to watch, you know, Hansel and Gretel. Someone likes Hansel and Gretel isn't necessarily going to watch uh, Rise of the Sharks or whatever. Um, right. And I think we do a good job with Sharknado. To, to, as much as they, they are serialized a little bit, you know, we always kind of start off, it's a brand new movie in a way. So, yeah. you know, you, you get a little recap, but we don't, we don't just start off right where the last one ended. We, we kind of... We pick it up, and things have changed. Even even that we have a cliffhanger with the Eiffel Tower in Niagara Falls, we still do a time jump, you know, of a few weeks uh, leading into number five. And I think that's that's what keeps them, you know, fresh. Because whether you like Sharknado or you just want to see a silly movie, you can come jump into it. You may not know everything about it with all the little wink, wink, nod, nods to the other films, but they they still kind of stand on their own. I think. Yeah, I agree. I'm um, kind of changing gears here, Anthony. We have a topic, or excuse me, we have a uh, segment called uh, Pitch a Movie, where uh, we usually uh, give a guest suggestions and they kind of do like an improv thing. But we're doing something different. We're having you, um, we're going to... Uh, pitch, we're going to pitch to you. Yeah, pitch we're, to you. And you're going to tell us whether you would approve this movie or you wouldn't allow it to be shown in theaters <laughs> anywhere across the globe. Okay. Uh, and so how we usually do it is that we give the guest, uh, a list of topics or a list of necessary components to the movie that have to be in it. Like, you know, like the famous John Peters thing from uh, Superman Lives is a giant spider. Yeah. So like, you know, like silly tongue in cheek stuff like that. And so how 
we want you to do it is give us a list of three things that are going to go to the movie. And then Gene, Nick, and I are going to pitch the movie in three separate acts. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, a, uh, a uh, potato. <laughs> okay. Slugs. And Bill Murray. Okay. Okay. Does the potato have to do anything? That's it's a device. Pitch. It's I. That's your. <laughs> you just out. wants to see a potato there. All right. I. I. The, these are the things I want. I'm gonna put fifty thousand dollars into this movie. Wait a minute. No, that changed my mind. I'm gonna put twenty five thousand dollars into this movie. So uh, tell me how we can make this work. Okay. <laughs> that's right. that's that's what studio executives do. I need this. Make it work. <laughs> I want a potato, a slug, and Bill Murray. But we're going to get Bill Murray. We're probably going to get Chad Murray, who's from Wisconsin. He's not related to the Murray brothers. <laughs> but he's still a Murray, and we'll still make it kind of look like it says Bill Murray, even though it's not. Yeah. <laughs> could have gotten uh, Lorenzo music. <laughs> so, um, okay, cool. We got those suggestions. Uh, we're going to... Cut away to a uh, Q&A from Awaken the Shadow Man at Dances with Films and for a few seconds, and we'll be back with um, our shark movie. Can we applaud Anthony right now a little bit, please? Honestly, thank you. And then, guys, to be very honest, to yourselves, a lot of you guys are the, you know, the crew, the cast. Uh, please applaud for yourself. You killed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, honestly, nailed it. We've got distribution, which most of you know. Um, we also uh, have a theatrical run, a limited theatrical release for the film. Huge! Uh, seriously. And then after that, we just sold to Time Warner. It's going to be across the nation with Time Warner. Amazing. Amazing. Guys, honestly, it's all you. Sold to Time Warner across the nation uh, on demand. And then even after that, we just nailed a huge sale two days ago to Redbox. So, killing this right now. Guys. Thank you. And Anthony, thank you. Everybody, thank you. Uh, I know your, is your mic working? No, oh, yeah, I got it back. I have another okay. one. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> um, did you guys actually ha write it in mind for you, since you kind of co-wrote it? Did you guys always think, yes, we're going to play this or because or, you felt it so personal or were you like, oh, we'll, we'll cast someone, hand it off to someone? Uh, Jay, Jay and Skyler are actors first and do a damn good job. Here you go, Jay. We, we all, the three of us are partners. So we did this together, and we did this in mind with each other, and basically the three of us, it's a partnership with us, and we just tried to, you know, let Skylar talk. Skylar doesn't like when I chew gum when I talk, so I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Spit out the gum, Jay, come on. We're on camera. I didn't have anything else to say besides that. About writing the role for your, like, having it, like, you do the role as well instead of casting. Yeah. Well, uh, we wrote a few scripts, the three of us together, and basically this was the one that we were like, okay, we could do it, we're gonna get a finance, and we're gonna make it, so, you know, we were so close to it, and so we just felt like we were gonna play the, uh, you know, the guys in it, and you know, that's what we did. And welcome back to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Crespo, with Gina Versa, Nick Valero, Anthony C. Ferrante. Thank you again so much for joining us. Hey, guys. <laughs> No, uh, I'm, I'm welcome to be back after that weird little bizarre, strange <laughs> interlude while, uh, while while we sat here and I watched you guys like kind of 
talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> think, think like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with him? He, he's yeah, this is the worst interview I've ever. Oh my gosh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, well, we're this is pitch a movie a segment where uh, we ask our guests to pitch us a movie, but we're doing it a little differently this time. We're pitching you a shark movie. You gave us some suggestions. Oh wait, 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 wait. Sorry, no, I'm a studio executive right now. Wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm looking at my phone. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. Um, hold on. I need to order something right now uh oh who are you guys again well you're in here for that movie about uh about um uh the giant lizard is, is that who you're in here for? Shark, movie. Shark, movie. shark okay well no we're not doing shark movies this week sorry uh, well wait can you just come? look i have a dentist appointment that i have to take in hawaii i'm gonna be gone for the next six weeks why don't you guys come back uh in six weeks seven weeks we'll we'll schedule it for them I, it'll be fine and just remind my yeah there we go they're now they're getting a taste of of of, of hollywood we just got to black all right so let's hear it okay okay so, okay so, all right all right so it's a potato a slug and Bill Murray, yeah. but it's actually gonna be uh, Chad Murray. Actually, we found out that he's not available, so it's 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 gonna be uh, uh, Chippy Murray. Uh, he's he's actually uh, ten years old. Um, he's blind, and uh, he's not an actor. But but again, we can sort of manipulate the word Chippy to look like Bill, and we'll we'll sell a million dollars. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So. We open up with a flashback, black and white. Sharks are attacking all over the coast of Southern California. And there's one lone police chief who has stood the test of time and fought off hordes and hordes of sharks. And he's hailed as a hero. Time flashes by like the Incredibles. You get snippets of his life after that. And he has post-traumatic shark stress disorder where he sees sharks everywhere and he cannot escape the sight of sharks. But the problem is that sharks aren't attacking people anymore. And he's just, he's, he's suffering. Like, he, he cannot live a normal life anymore. And so he's become an alcoholic. He lives by himself. His family's left. And the last thing they, they did, they took everything, by the way, when they left the house. They took the, the couches, the chairs, all the food from the fridge. All they left was a single potato. <laughs> and so to keep himself sane, he goes up, he wakes up every morning and sees this little potato in the freezer and reminds himself of why he shouldn't kill himself. Okay. And then uh, a swarm of sharks come, and they're not regular sharks. They're like mutated slugs from this like plant that spilled like toxic waste. They're kind of like Ninja Turtles or something. And the slugs combine with the sharks, and they start invading the town. And it's kind of like them, but with like you know better effects. And he's the only one that could. Uh, he stands up to them, and you know he kind of knows their their weakness and everything. So Bill Murray actually devises a way so that way he can actually fence off the coast. He, he is able to fence off this coast with a metal fence. As he's doing this, he, he's then trying to find a way to electrocute the fence. He's able to attach the fence to the local energy station, which is on the uh, shore. Uh, as he's trying to hook up the, the station, the sharks are jumping out of the water, killing everybody that's near him. And at, right before he's actually able to connect the cables, he realizes that he's, it's too short, so he's able to actually connect. So the only, he realizes the only way in which he's going to actually make this connection is by putting the potato 
in the middle and, and making the connection through shocking and killing all of the sharks, allowing him to truly come full circle and knowing that his family is the thing that truly protects him. Well, okay, number, num number, number one, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Number one, look, uh, slugs is stupid. Why would you have that? <laughs> the whole potato thing, I don't know where you came up with that dumb idea, but the potato thing sucks. And we can't afford Bill Murray. What the hell? We probably can't even afford a guy named Chippy Murray. So <laughs> wasted my time. That said, you know, I think we have a title. We're going to call it Slarks, and I'll give you $10,000 to go make it. So okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so we, so we uh, well, no, but we're going to change everything. It's going to, it's, it's, it's now going to be about dolphins. It's a kid's film now. It's not, there's no horror in it. <laughs> it's going to be a heartfelt movie. <laughs> right. So there you go. Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of a, yes. I gave you a, I gave you a taste of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. That's... But uh, Anthony, how, how how would you how would you uh, grade that as the as the, the champion of the shark movies right now? No, it's, it's you guys did a really good job with some ridiculous things. You know, it's fun. So you know, I'll, I'll, like I will, that, I'll, I'll I'll give you guys I'll give you guys a, a thumbs up on it. Thank you. I'll pitch it to laugh. Yeah, there you go. And you're gonna take my Slarks idea, huh? Not <laughs> in there right now. Yes, if I see this. In a year, I see a movie yeah. about Bill Murray yeah, and potato. Potato. <laughs> I'm suing you. <laughs> so awesome. So, yeah, I guess we kind of got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that wraps up this segment of the show. Yeah. yeah. Which means you guys have any more questions? <laughs> no, actually, uh, I mean, for the, for the most part, I mean, Anthony, you were able to answer every single one of our questions, and I really do appreciate you yeah. coming and joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, Anthony, for joining well, thanks us. for having me. Uh, Sharknado 5 Global Swarming airs this Sunday, August 6th on Sci-Fi. It is uh, the craziest one yet. We shot <laughs> in five different countries, international. Uh, we shot in Bulgaria, England, London, Italy, and Australia. Uh, April and Finn uh, travel the globe trying to get their son out of a vortex NATO. It's, it's going to be pretty awesome. And I, I think when people get to the ending of the movie, they will not believe what we did at the end of the film. If if there if there's ever a, a cliffhanger that, that kind of sets up what the next movie would be that you really want to be there for, this is the movie that does it. So hopefully people uh, will like it. The audience will show up and uh, they'll greenlight a, a sixth movie. Definitely. Absolutely. And when you're watching it, you're supposed to use the hashtag Sharknado5? Yeah, hashtag Sharknado5. We're going to be live tweeting from Vegas. Uh, so, you know, enjoy, enjoy the, you know, have, have fun, tweet, watch the movie, uh, talk to us, uh, laugh, uh, you know, drink, eat, be merry. And, you know, for, for the, it, you know, Sharknado is sort of sci-fi Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl of sci-fi, essentially. So everybody gets together, has parties and stuff. And so for one night a year, you know, you get to have free entertainment on TV and uh, you can smile a little bit. You know, that's what, that's what the Sharknado movies are all about. You know, we, we basically... Are, are are there to uh, to give people a little joy, especially you know with how crazy things have been uh, in the last year. Yeah, maybe we should have a Sharknado viewing party. Oh, oh press hashtag Sharknado yeah. five. Absolutely, we'll have to do that. Pick up a couple of beers. Oh hell yeah! All right, thank you again so much for joining us. We really really appreciate it, and we cannot wait to watch Sharknado five. Where can uh, people find you? At? Like uh, they can find me at uh, AC Ferrante uh, on Twitter. And on Instagram, they can find me at Anthony C. Ferrante, F-E-R-R-A-N-T-E. That's on Instagram. 
And then also um, our band Quint, Quint, Q-U-I-N-T, the band. We did we did the theme song to the first Sharknado movie. We've done a lot of music for these movies. You can find our stuff on iTunes. Follow The Waffle Press on Twitter at The Waffle Press. And on Facebook, like, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, you can find me, uh, Gene9892, on Twitter, Instagram, all around. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook and on Twitter, Nicolero1940. Cool, cool. So, Anthony, thank you again. You have been an amazing guest. We appreciate your time uh, being on the show, and we look forward to seeing Sharknado 5 on August 5th. Uh, August 6th. August 6th. <laughs> Sharknado 5, August 6th. That's what we have to August, August 6th, guys. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Take away another five thousand dollars. You're now making the movie for five thousand dollars plus. That and put it in the. Uh, I forgot the air date of Sharknado Five jar. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Thanks again. It's been great. And we're back. Okay, we're gonna finish up the episode really quick. Thank you again to Anthony C. Ferrante for joining us. That was a really really fun interview. Uh, let's wrap up the episode with some quick movie reviews. Nick, what have you seen recently? Baby Driver. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Edgar Wright nailed it. Knocked it out of the park on this one. Um, what was it? The way that he mixes action with his with music and everything, and everything else that he does inside that movie. Excellent, including characters and everything like that. Definitely, I, I recommend go watching it. Gene, what do you got? Uh, I saw a ghost story. I saw it yesterday. Um, actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it came out of Sundance. Everyone was talking about it. And the pie scene is something else. And she's still, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what, I just saw Nick break a pen, and I, I didn't oh. even look at his face, but I could just imagine it. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I'm so sorry. It's that okay. Was, okay. So, um, this okay. Um, so I saw a ghost story, and you know, um, you know, it was just, it was like kind of like I don't know, um, 2001 in a sense, where it's very uh, a lot of cosmic. Yeah, a lot of cosmic ideals. Um, Rooney Mara yeah. is great. The Piscine is something else. Um, Casey Affleck is good as a sheet. He's still a terrible person, but um, he's good playing a sheet over his head, which probably should be in every movie. Yeah, I was about to say like it's happening. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I loved it. It was it got it got, made me think a lot of thoughts. Uh, I watched Dunkirk, and it is it is an incredible. Uh, was, did you incredible see what? Uh, you just saw it regular. I just saw it regular. I saw it in seventy millimeters. How was that? Uh, it was great. Basically, however you watch the movie, like. It's it's a damn good movie. It is Nolan in his most experimental. I, I even say like elemental. That sounds a little weird because it's separated not, not three acts, but three separate perspectives of land, air, and sea uh, on the evacuation of Dunkirk. It's not really a battle. It's like the battle already happened. And they lost. They're just trying to get out of there. Yeah. So it's it's a it's pretty much bloodless war yeah. movie, but it's it's more of a survival movie. Yeah. And it's about like the the endurance of the human spirit and the lengths they'll go to to keep their humanity. Yeah. And it's it's really powerful stuff and might be the best movie of the year. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's it's a damn impressive movie. Oh, for sure. And it's going to deserve a lot of stuff towards award season. Yeah, I, I hope so, because uh, you know, the Academy has always kind of snubbed on a little bit. How did Inception not win? That's the whole yeah, other thing. Yeah. we got to wrap up the episode. But yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Christine, for, after all your help, or for all your help. I'm so sorry. We've gone for so long. Uh, check out What's Up Whittier, Christine's podcast. So plug that. Raph, do you have a podcast? No, I do not. You should get a podcast, Raph. Yeah. Talk about your, your muscles. Oh, my God. Talk about, Jesus. Talk about man buns and muscles. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Nick, plugs. Buns and muscles. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? Yeah. Right, go for it. 
Gene, plugs. Uh, just uh, Gene9892, Twitter, Instagram, see uh, Alien Convergence. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Waffle Press. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Like, subscribe if you like this video. Check out Sharknado5. Uh, if you didn't like, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something that you like. Uh, we do retrospective series, Jaws, Alien, something else coming up soon. Thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional.